A common interpretation of Jesus' foot washing is that Jesus was using a custom of his day to teach the disciples a lesson on humility and service. Jesus' foot washing certainly teaches us important truths about humility and service, but it is far more than a symbolic act. What Jesus did was actually contrary to custom. It was customary in ancient societies for a host to offer water to his guests as a gesture of hospitality. But it was the guest who washed his own feet. The host would not wash the guest's feet. The Jews considered touching another person's feet to be such a lowly act that even Jewish slaves must not be required to wash their master's feet. Such a menial task could be delegated only to foreign slaves. Washing another's feet is the most humbling form of servitude and subjugation. Understanding this background helps explain why Peter so staunchly objected to Jesus' foot washing. For Jesus, the teacher and master, to wash his disciples' feet was completely against social norm. His unique action was for a far greater spiritual purpose. The foot washing narrative begins with a solemn introduction. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. When Jesus was with the disciples, he loved them. He taught them, encouraged them, and protected them. Now during the Last Supper, Jesus loved them once more with an ultimate act of love. As the rest of the passage shows, Jesus loved the disciples to the end by washing his disciples' feet. That's why we may call Jesus' foot washing a washing of love. But how is washing the disciples' feet an ultimate act of love? If foot washing were only a symbolic act to teach a moral lesson, it could hardly be called loving to the end. What made Jesus' foot washing the ultimate act of love is the gift of eternal life that Jesus gives to the disciples through the foot washing. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God. John 13 verse 3. Jesus began to wash his disciples with the knowledge that the Father had given all things into his hands. What this means is that the Father had given to Jesus the authority to grant eternal life to the believers. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into His hand. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. The Father has given all things into Jesus' hand so that whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. When Jesus washed his disciples' feet, the Bible tells us that Jesus knew that the Father had given all things into his hands. With the hands that held the authority to grant eternal life, Jesus washed his disciples. Behind the physical act of washing was the spiritual act of granting of eternal life. For this reason, foot washing enabled the disciples to have a part with Jesus. 
Jesus' words to Peter further confirms that Jesus' foot washing was not only for the purpose of teaching a lesson on humility and service. When Peter continued to refuse the washing, Jesus said to him, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Jesus didn't say, If you do not wash others' feet, you have no part with me. In Jesus' statement, he was not asking Peter to humbly serve others in order to have a part with the Lord. What enables Peter to have a part with the Lord is not what Peter does, but what the Lord Jesus does. It's in the Lord's washing that we may have a part with the Lord. Each of us needs to receive the Lord's washing. By washing his disciples' feet, the Lord Jesus loved the disciples to the end. By receiving the foot washing, the disciples obtained the glorious promise of everlasting life. Likewise, the Lord Jesus loves us by washing our feet. How do we receive His washing of love today? This will be the topic of the next segment.